Hello, folks. It's Jay from Jay Talk here to talk about Anchor. We just switched to Anchor from our previous hosting service for our podcast. Uh, a couple of highlight points. It's free. Um, it's got great tools for recording and editing your podcast on your phone or on the computer, on the phone, on the go. Make some good content there. Um, you can also add some songs from Spotify. Uh, make your own radio show. Look forward to mine. Uh, I hope you guys like it. Um, of course, Anchor has great tools for publishing or distributing your podcast to other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and then you can try it. You can make money off your podcast, you know, with no minimum listenership. Um, it's really everything you need, and, and I love the analytics. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, folks, welcome back. This is Jay from Jay Talk. And, of course, we've got our wonderful, wonderful co-host, Nick from the Nick Drop. Amen, Sister Sledge. <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing great, actually. Good day at work. Last night, I went and had dinner with my, my siblings and my dad. Really nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm on the Galveston Island. You know, quite expensive, but, man, it was awesome. That's good. It's always yeah. good to catch up with family and, you know, kind of enjoy those moments. Yeah. So you can't put a value on that. I mean, absolutely I, I know there was a value, but you really can't put a value on that. Right. That that night I'll remember until I'm dead and gone. Right. Right. It was a, yeah. it was really a lot of fun with your dad and and other family members. So. Yeah. yeah, siblings. Yeah, yeah, we did. We reminisced. We cut up. We cried a little bit. We laughed a lot. You know, it was it was one of those just beautiful, beautiful nights. Okay, that's good. How about man. you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. just you know, um, wishing I had a paycheck because for some reason I'm getting dinged a lot on match, and so I'm like I'm not paying right now, so I can't even see who likes me. So I can't even see if it's, you know, legitimate, you know, it's one of those oh. things, you know, so it's yeah. kind of funny, but <laughs> you know, Hey, other than that, the rest of the, the rest of the life is, you know, just getting used to the new job, I guess, more than anything, you know, I was going to say the work's going good. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's at this point, I'm just learning their environment, right. you know, so it's, it's getting used to how they do things. More yeah. than anything, you know, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll get it all figured out, you know, so. You'll be dialed in in about a month. You'll be ready to go. Yeah, I wouldn't even give it that long, but okay. <laughs> That's called skills, buddy. The sooner, the, the sooner it's got skills. See, I, I just, I, I'm the type of person that, you know, that has to dive in and learn the environment. Right. So, so like I've already dived into one of our customers and just, I'm like all about discovering all this stuff about them, trying to understand their environment because it makes it easier on me as a person to support. Right. You know? And so I've already noticed a, a couple of problems, a couple of improvements, you know, already written one project plan, you know? So it's just kind of, that's, I don't know, that's just my nature is to just dive in and get familiar. So, well, I mean, you would too. Been busy. Huh? You've been busy. I don't know about busy, but trying to, you know, I, I if a ticket comes in and I don't know the customer, how am I going to help them? Uh, you've got a point there. No, no, I agree with you. Yeah. So that that's just my nature. So... You know, we'll, we'll see. And then I have another customer that we don't we don't do as much for them um, as far as you know support on like the upper side of applications and stuff like that. Um, but they're hoping that they can take on some of that. And right. I have all those skills, so it's kind of you know proving to their management that you know we can do that for you. Right. So, you know, but yeah, it, it'll, it'll take time. You know, we'll, we'll meet them at some point. I'll meet those people. They'll love me. I'm not worried. 
<laughs> That's confidence, ladies and gentlemen. Sheer confidence. Uh, well, I, I'm a nice guy. I'm an honest guy. And I at least know my limitations. So if I if I say I know how to do something, I know how right. to do it. Because if I don't know how yeah. to do it, I'm going to tell you I don't know how to do it. Right. And that's but the difference. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But no, you're right. I can figure it out. I have the aptitude. There are a lot of things I can figure out on my own. But, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's very few people. And most of the people that don't like me are you generally the people that don't want the truth. <laughs> you know, because that's it. I'm I'm an honest person. And, you know, that didn't matter if it's a VP, an executive, a CEO. I tell the truth, period, end of story. I have stories about you telling the truth to those control freaks that don't like that. <laughs> I think you actually mentioned that on a podcast before. So. I think I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That poor guy. <laughs> I know. Right? Exactly. Yeah, he had he had that, that uh, uh, admin assistant sitting there at attention. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so. He didn't want it the right way. He wanted it his, his way. way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, at the end of the day, if they tell me that they want it this way, you know, as long as there's not a differing authority, I, I don't have a problem with that. Right. The, the problem was there was an overriding authority that outranked him. So, you know, it's well, even still, he came back after they after you stopped supporting him. I did. Yeah. And this the situations that you were trying to explain to him that was more efficient and effective for him and his team and his company that we had just acquired. He didn't want to have nothing to do with, but ended up doing it anyway. I know. You know, because <laughs> he did realize after after his little tiffy that, you know, you were making sense. He just didn't want somebody else telling him. Right. Yeah, I know. And, you know, that happens a lot. People. He might be one of those guys. I didn't even think about this, but is he one of those guys that you come up with a great idea and it's terrible? And then 15 minutes later, he gets in front of everybody and says, I think we should do this, which is exactly what you just said. <laughs> so that it's his idea. <laughs> that I, would... it, I bet you that's it. <laughs> Probably is. Probably oh, is. Drives me crazy people. <laughs> I know. So I actually ran into one guy who was a similar situation. Um, <laughs> you don't know about this one. I may have told you. I don't remember. But it was up north. And there was a manager over a facility. And it's right after we took over this company. You know, and so I had to go in and do some work for another department. So right. it wasn't like I was doing my work. I was helping another department do their work. And I remember walking in and the manager's like, you know, where's your drawing? And I looked at him and I'm like, my drawing? And he said, yeah, if you want to do any work in this uh, terminal, you have to have a drawing. And I'm like, no, I don't. We're doing. He wanted a P and ID drawing for for work we were doing for IT. Okay. Okay. You know what a P and ID D drawing uh, is, cool. yeah, yeah. But not everybody on our podcast knows. But essentially, it's a it's a drawing that lays out the format of either, depending on what you're working on, the electrical conduits, how everything's hooked up. You know, just it's a, you know, it's just a drawing. So he's wanting a drawing of how our IT equipment is laid out and what we're doing and what we're changing and, and, and what our proposed changes are. And, and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that. And, you know, so we get out and I'm trying to find this equipment. So <clears throat> number one, we just bought this company. So right. nobody's seen this facility before me. Okay. So I'm getting a call from the Houston office saying it should be here. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> you got to love it's those a, calls, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is what it looks like. It should be here. This is what it looks. This is it. No. Okay. 
And I, so I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, dude, can you help me out? And he's like, you should already know what's going on. And I'm like, dude, really? He said, you know, it, it, according to my drawing, it's here. And I'm like, it ain't there. So your drawing's wrong. And so <laughs> he's like, well, you know, this is my terminal. And you know what? I can kick you out if I want to. And I literally looked at him dead in his face. And I said, no, it's not. And he kind of looked at me with this look. He was like, what the, excuse my language, folks. What the fuck are you talking about? I said, no, it's not. I said, this is Enterprise's terminal. They are just employing you to manage it. I said, but the people I report to, they have the same bosses, and they told me to come down there and take care of it. So if you have a problem with it, maybe you should call them. Wow. <laughs> my terminal. I love that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like... No, it's not. What the hell are you thinking? Yes, I don't know. I've been that bad before. I know. I've called Mount. I've called Mount Bellevue. This is my. This is my house. Right. Exactly. Don't come into my house without let you know. Let me know about it. Don't be messing my stuff up because this is my house. Right. I understand you know? that. I, I understand yeah. that. But by the same token, you know, you, I'm. I'm not the bad guy here. I'm being directed from somebody at the corporate office. And if you want to be pissed at anyone, be pissed at them. Right. Don't be messing with me. You know, I mean, and how can you have a drawing of a place you've never been to? I don't exactly how, where he should have given you a drawing to get started with. Right. Yeah. No. And so I was just like, okay, dude, yeah, this is crazy. You know, so, but it really irritated me. Yes. Enterprise, you know, in, uh, employed him to manage that and they are they teach them to treat it like your own house it's not uncommon okay folks okay. it really isn't so you know he wasn't necessarily in the wrong in his statement but he was being a, a bit of an ass about it but that's exactly right you can still do that but not I don't know about taking ownership. You're taking ownership of the job, but n not arrogantly, I would yeah. say. Well, I guess it, I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to un portray what I'm trying to say, but he didn't have to say, you know, this is my facility. Yeah. And he could have said, I manage this facility. Yeah. Same principle, but different wording. Well, you know, and he could have said, hey, this is my facility. You know, I understand you're having some trouble. What can I do to help you out so you can take care of what you need to take care of and so I can make sure my guys continue working and, and you're not interfering with anything that we're doing? There's a, a whole way of, of approaching the situation. Look, right. if you're not so arrogant. Yes, not so, you know, confrontational is, yeah. I guess, the best way to put it. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think it was like maybe a month later and I never had a problem with him again. I bet you set your boundaries. Yes. Once you set your boundaries and you, I'm not going to take shit from you. Yeah. It's just like some of the people we've all worked with. Yes. They're going to step on you. They're going to be condescending the whole bit until you stand up for yourself and then they'll respect you. So, okay. Now that you mentioned that somebody actually told me I'm, condescending sometimes okay do you disagree <laughs> crickets 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 okay so the condescending part can be all a part of the brutal honesty okay well, that's when fair. you're brutally honest to people it might not come off condescending but they're receiving it as condescending. I'm not trying to be, but it's coming right. off that way. But that's the way they're hearing because you are attacking <coughs> their, they're feeling attacked. Okay. Okay. You know. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. You know, that, that's a valid point because sometimes the way we say it isn't the way people hear it. Exactly. Oh, you talk about arguments 
I bet you every married couple on this planet would agree with that. Yes. So, uh, and it was funny. It's it's funny because uh, April is the one that said I was condescending. <laughs> well, you know, but that was whenever. No one can well, you say that? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that was whenever I uh, was, you know, giving her a little bit of the principal treatments. Right. Yeah, smacking her on the hand. She didn't appreciate it. So. No, oh, but she liked it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's part of the turn on is a little bit of the argument. (laughs) Whatever. If she liked it, I don't think she'd have bailed on me, but you know, yeah, she just didn't value my time. So, you know, that's, that's the deal. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but you know, that's an interesting point. It's a, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to come off that way and you make a valid point. Sometimes the way we say it isn't necessarily what we're trying to be. It's just what's perceived. Yes. Okay, so I, I'm going to use that as a segue into an unpopular talk, the topic for some people. Yes. Okay, so I know some of you may not want to listen to this episode, but I think it's it's something that needs to be said. Because me and Nick were having a discussion on this the other day, and... He said something that I didn't disagree with him. I actually agreed with some of what he says, but my comment afterwards kind of resonated with him because it's very hard sometimes. So so today we're going to talk about religion and church. So, you know, um, I know it's like I said, some people don't want to talk about it, but I um, I do consider myself a Christian um, a sinning Christian because you know I I I am a sinner I I know I'm not perfect so you I don't know. know there was such a thing <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying now I'm really bad sinner Christian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that happened but you know what I, I mean was doing so good about five <laughs> minutes ago when I thought I was a Christian but you know I'm not perfect I don't claim to be perfect okay and and I think. You know, if if there's a Christian out there that thinks they're perfect, I mean, no offense, but I got a rude awakening for you. You're not. There was only one perfect person, and he's no longer on this earth. And True. That's that's it. Okay. There are a lot of people that strive to be, but there are no perfect people, and there are no perfect Christians either. So True. even my friend, who's a pastor, will admit. He's not perfect. He makes mistakes, you know, and so that's the key point. But so I'm going to let you tell your story and then I'll share with you what I said. But it's it's kind of a this is the struggle. And, and you know, we're talking about churches and I've had some similar experiences, but your story really kind of resonated with me. And, and, and I'll explain afterwards. So you're, you're going to. So this is the one where you had gone to this church for a little while. Right. And so... So being married for quite a while, things weren't going so well. <coughs> so, you know, talking with my family and said, says, why don't you get the kids and, and the wife and get back into the church? You know, because we did for a while and then we just kind of got away from it. Life got busy and we just quit going, right? Right. So I discussed it with the wife and she was flat out a no-go. No, I, I had no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have time for that. Okay. And I went, okay, well, I had a couple friends that I worked with and I talked to one and he's like, Nick, come to our man's ministry on Monday nights. See what you think. Right. So I did. So got, it was great. So for geez, I don't know, six months, every Monday night, I went to man's ministry and we had our discussions and we, you know, we read the Bible. We did all the things that we do at man's ministry. Talk about sports. I mean, we did all that, right? Right. <clears throat> Ate dinner and going to church on Sunday. I was struggling getting her to go. I could get her to go every once in a while, but I would always take the kids. And of course, they didn't want to have nothing to do with it because they're seeing her and I. Conflict. Yes. Doing it together. Right. right. Exactly. So this thing went, went, went real well and the pastor came up and he says nick 
He said, I know you grew up in the Catholic Church. This wasn't a Catholic Church. I'm not going to mention which one it was, but it wasn't a Catholic Church. He says, you want to get baptized in this church? And I said, yes, I do. So, you know, whatever time it was shortly after that, I got baptized in the church. Well, after that, I wanted to sit down and talk to the pastor or whoever I needed to talk to about how I need to start doing my part financially for the church. You know, how does the tithing work? What does that entail? Because when you have these man's ministries, everybody would come in and they'd throw in five, ten dollars or whatever. Right. Sometimes guys would come in and they didn't have any money, couldn't afford it. It was no big deal. You know, we always covered it right. one way or the other. I mean, we've all done it. So I didn't know, I wanted to know how do I set this up? How do I get going? How do I be a member of the church? Come to find out there were deacons that made the decision on who was going to become a member or not, not the pastor. The pastor didn't run the church. The deacons did. Okay. So I guess the conversation came up that this is where I was going. And still to this point, nobody has actually sat down and wanted to take my money. And I'm saying that very snarky because nobody wanted to talk to me about it. So the following Monday, I went there. The pastor was there, and another, and one of the other guys that I duck hunted with for a few years. So I I knew him fairly well. And as I walked up to the two of them, they were talking about duck hunting. And so I kind of chimed in the conversation, duck hunting, and it kind of got a lull in the conversation. I said, Pastor, I'd really like to talk to you about the financial responsibilities of being a member of a church and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll discuss that later. In turn, I walked away from me. And I'm like, what the? this is the time and the place. This is, we need to discuss this. Right. And I had his cell phone number. And I, I texted him and says, hey, when you get a moment, I'd like to sit down and talk to you about all this because I don't understand it. And I want to understand and start doing my part. Right. Never responded. So one day, one of the deacons came up to me on the Monday, man's ministry Monday night, and he said, Nick, he says, we're short uh, a teacher, a Bible teacher for the Sunday school class for the third grade. We want you to go ahead and run the class. And I said, um, I'm sorry, I, I don't think I'm ready. You a week's not a time time enough for me to prepare. I mean, I haven't read the Bible in the last 20 years. I need to get more acclimated. I need a little bit of structure to be able to set this class off. He goes, oh, no, you'll do fine. And he walked away from me, and it pissed me off. Like, you want me to do something, and I'm asking you for help just to get started, and you're going to blow me off? And so I went up to him at the end of the deal, and I'm like, look, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I don't need more. I need more time before I walk in to a bunch of third graders. I have no idea how to do that. And I, it was way out of my element, way out of my realm. Right. And he's like, well, if you're not going to do it, that's just fine. He turned and walked off and I wanted to go, you mother. What? Is that the way you're supposed to act? If my brother came up to me and said, I need your help. I'm going to try to help him. I'm not just going to throw him to the wolves and go fend for yourself, dude, you know? Right. So I went to church that Sunday and then I went to man's ministry that next Monday and I couldn't get a conversation out of anybody. We really didn't do anything that night. We sat down. I tried to chime in a conversation. If I did, the conversation would sway somewhere else. When people were talking and telling stories, they would never look at me. You know, the pastor was really good at looking each person in the eye when he's talking and telling a story. Right. He would literally look at the guy next to me and then jump right over me and look. So after it, I'm like, Pastor, what the hell is going on? And he said, well, he says, they're they're not going to make you a member because of, you know, because they wanted you to do this. And I said, Pastor, I have been trying and been asking and almost begging to figure out how all this works so that I can get involved. And I said it just like this. I said, you motherfuckers turned your back on me 
and expected me to run the whole show. Not going to happen. You're never going to get anybody like that. He said, well, the deacons don't feel that you deserve to be a member. I said, fine. And I walked out. About six months later, and I went to pick up Andrew, and I said, hey, Andrew, let's go have some seafood. There's a place called Baytown Seafood right there in the port. So we go in there, and we sit down, and one of the deacons was there. Right. And I saw him. We made eye contact, but we did not or do any of that. And about 15 minutes, you know, we had just ordered and got our drinks, and he came up, and he goes, hey, we missed you at man's ministry. And I said, did you? He said, excuse me? I said, you're one of the deacons. He said, yeah. I said, why the hell didn't you make me a member of your church? He's like, well, you know, we all have a criteria. I said, no, it's bullshit. I don't want to hear your bullshit. I said, I had tried to talk to several people about the financial portion that I need to do to be a part of the church. I have tried to discuss having help in some kind of organization to do this class. Nobody wanted to give me the time of day. I couldn't even tell you who I need to talk to to set up my tithing or set up my however I want to financially support this church to be a member. He's like, are you serious? And I really, this is how mad I was, Jay. I looked at the deacon and I said, yeah, and I get the fuck out of here. I was so mad. That's the church. That's not religion. No, no, I know, I know. So, you know, but it, so that kind of thing is what sours you about religion. It did me. Yeah. No, and I, I understand that. But see, and so we were having this discussion the other day, and not all churches are the same. That's true. Very true. Okay. I'm focusing on this one church. You are. You're focusing on, and, and that's the problem is, is, and me and Nick, Nick talked about this is, I've had my fair share of bad experiences in in a church, but the thing we have to remember, and this is kind of was my point to him, and this is something hard for us to think about, is the church is made up of people, and people inherently are human. They're not perfect, and so... If you get into a clique of people, you have a tendency to kind of go with the crowd, go with the flow. There are a lot of sheep in in the world. There are not a lot of leaders, okay? Right. And, you know, so for me, <laughs> excuse me, I look at a church and I see the people in the church, okay? I don't necessarily right. see... You know, they're, they're, it's the church for a reason, but generally, you know, it's made up of people. And they're, they're sinners just like the rest of us. They have their own flaws. They have their own, you know, things that they must make mistakes on. And they have to go to God and ask for forgiveness. Right. You know, and I bet you if one of those deacons listened to this podcast, they would probably like, uh, okay, that was on us. And, 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 you know, and if they didn't, you know what? Shame on you. You probably should. Yeah. Because here, here's the whole thing is as Christians and, and, you know, it, I, I don't go to church regularly. Um, I know, um, some people want me to, I know my mom does, you know, but <laughs> the church is made up of people and just like people, you don't get along with everyone. Right. You know, and that's the whole thing. What if you don't, you know, so some people say it's, well, it's just the message, you know, it shouldn't matter who get, who's giving it. I disagree. What if I don't enjoy listening to that pastor or enjoy that, the whole atmosphere of that church? What if there's something that's a turnoff for me? You know, now is that the church's fault or is that just because the people in it? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, but it can go both ways. So, um, but for the most part, yeah. Yeah. But for the, mo I mean, if you really think about it, it it's humans are inherently flawed. Okay. So right. that's why I said I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not perfect. 
I know because of my honesty, I'm going to piss somebody off. Let's just be honest. And it wouldn't matter if we were in church or not in church. There are going to people be going to be people that I don't get along with. Right. You know, so I, I will say that recently I've been going to my friend's church. Um, his name's Shannon, and it's out in Liberty. It's a small church, so it's a right. little more country. You know, the church acts like a family type situation. They know they're not perfect, you know, and nobody's there to judge. People show up in, you know, plaid shirts and jeans. There's no judgment. And I think that's part of what's the turnoff for a lot of people is is when you go to church, you're not there to be judged. And let's just be honest, folks, there is only one judge. So if you're judging people for the way they look and the way they act when they come to church, stop it. There's only one judge out there, and he's the man above. That's right. And you only answer him, and that's it. So, you know, that that is my—and that's been my hard part, is you've got a lot of these churches where people actually judge you when you step into the church. And that's a turnoff for me. You know, I have friends who are not Christians and, you know, have no desire to be Christians, but they accept me for who I am and I accept them for who they are. Right. You know, and I think that is the big thing is, is if you can't accept people for who you are, how can you let your life witness to them? True. You know, so in a situation like you where the church kind of turned you off, it shouldn't have turned you off to Christianity, but but the church is made up of people and that in in that kind of really it bothered you. So it, it 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 did. And you're right, it did not turn me off to Christianity. Absolutely did not. But but if you were surrounded by Christians, you would probably uh, and this is the interesting, this is where my mom comes from. If you surround yourself with Christians, you are more Christian-like. Right. And, and but, but, but if the Christians you're around don't accept you and judge you, well, then, then you don't want to go back with those. So, right. you know, and, and, you know, so that's the, that's the really tough part. You know, um, I have one friend, Crystal, who you know, is a really good Christian. She's not perfect by any means. Don't, she knows that, but she tries to be a good Christian, you know, and she's a good influence on me, you know? Right. Yep. So, um, I, I I'm going to tell a story and <laughs> this is kind of funny, but this is the kind of, you know, this is what I, the reason why I talk about judging and religion um, I have a friend, um, I'll mention his name. Uh, his name's Paul. Uh, Nick knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. So Paul <laughs> actually made a joke one time that I made him soft. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He said, I made him soft. And he said, that's not a compliment. He said, I hate <laughs> you for it. <laughs> It is funny. So so the the story is so this is this is kind of funny. I I try to be a good person. I try to be an honest person. And let me tell you, when it comes to business, a lot of people respect honesty. Even when you mess up, they respect honesty because you're owning up to your own mistakes and you're trying to move forward and do the right thing. But if you don't own up to own up to your own mistakes, how are you going to move forward? So, cause then you're, you got to cover your lie with another lie with another lie. You know what I mean? So, mm. but <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so some people know who Paul is. They'll find this funny. Um, you know, love you, Paul. Anyway, <laughs> good cover. Yeah, there you go. He's, he, <laughs> he's funny. He knows, um, Paul made a joke cause he, he has a tendency. He has a, a short fuse when it comes to people and um they're 
lack of abilities at times. <laughs> Their challenges. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. But those he, are the people that make you look good, Paul. Yeah, there you go. So see, you look at it that way. Think of a yeah. positive. Go ahead. But man. see, well, but he doesn't have kids, so he doesn't have the patience I have. Oh, you know. So let let's. I mean, let's just be honest. When you have you, kids, you, you learn patience. Learn patience when you have children. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, you know, that was interesting. But anyway, so it was really funny. We were having a discussion one time about a situation that happened and he asked me he said what what would you have done and i told him and he's like dude i'd have never thought about that and so i literally i i said you know wwjd okay and most people are thinking what would jesus do no 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 what would jay do <laughs> So that's what, by the way, Jay is sitting 12 inches off of his chair. It's, yeah, whatever. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's funny. But I, that's what I said. He said, when I said WWJD, he literally was like, you know, you know, I don't believe in that stuff. And I'm like, I know, I know. I'm, I'm half teasing him at this point. But I said, you know, WWJD, you know, what would Jay do? I said, if you get in a bad situation, you're about to lose your cool. What would Jay do? Jay would, Jay would be calm. He's got patience, you know. And he, so he literally, he started. He made the comment, you know, a couple of months later, a couple of weeks later, that you know, he said, "You made me soft." He said, "You know, now every time I encounter a situation where I think I'm gonna, you know, get upset, he's, what would Jay do?" And so that's, it's funny as hell. So I, I, I find it hilarious. But it's effective, okay? And here's right. the whole thing. People are like, well, you know, you're raising yourself up. No, I'm not. I'm not raising myself up, folks, okay? Let's just be honest. But if I live my life by what would Jesus do and somebody else is living their life by what Jay would do, aren't they, in effect, doing what would Jesus do? If you're 100% accurate, yes. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm not perfect. So right. I know I'm not Jesus perfect. Jesus is. Yes. So there's going to be that story, the gossip thing. Yes. So I tell you a story, and then you tell somebody, and you tell somebody, they tell somebody, they tell somebody, and it gets back to me, and the story is just whacked out for the original. Well, no, and I won't disagree with you, but if, yeah. I, if, I, if I strive to better, live a better life, people can see that. Yes. And they want to be part of that life. And I don't judge them for who they are. They want to be, you know, more like me. Nice. Don't judge people. You know, acts of kindness go a long way. Now, there are times when I have very little patience, and my kids will tell you, Houston traffic is one of them. So. That's just, I, I've turned it into fun. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. You know, I know we 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 just talked about that on our last episode, so yeah. <laughs> off the cuff. But you know, it, and so I know I'm not perfect because you know if I was if I was perfect, I wouldn't be cursing at anyone, and I would be this laid back driver. And yeah, that ain't me. It's just not my personality. And married to an underwear model, and yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway. Let's just run with that one and move forward. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> but it's funny we talk about this. So as far as religion goes, you know, I, I agree with you. It's a challenge. I have not gone to church in maybe, except for recently, it's been probably 20 years, you know, and... For a while, I just, people, and I, I think that's part of the problem, is people are judgy, they are whatever, you know, maybe this pastor just rubbed me the wrong way, or maybe somebody at the church did, you know, and the problem is, is I can't blame that on the church. It's just people. Let's I mean, do this. Let, let, let's get into that. So nowadays, 
What does everybody have in their face 24-7, 365? Phones, internet, yes. television. Yes. Why do you need to get up, get dressed, go to a building and listen to whatever religion, I mean, a Christian is generic, but if you're a Catholic, it's a mass. If yeah. you're, you know, a, right. a, a sermon, whatever you want to call it, whatever, in your particular realm of Christianity, yeah. there's what you call, what is the, there's absolutely zero motivation. Well, I, I say that there's very little motivation to go to church. See, and I, I put the on right now, and I can watch Joel Osteen for 24 hours straight. Yeah, okay. And, and I understand whatever that. Whatever pastor I choose to watch. All of them who, stream now, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. All of them stream now. You're right, 100%. I did that for about a year and a half. <laughs> right, okay. got up every morning and I watched you know, either Joel Osteen or my mother had this one. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but it was a Methodist church that she loved going to. And every time he would do something online, she'd text me and I'd watch it. Right. So, amazing guy, you know. Right. So, yeah, I still went to church emotionally, but not physically. Yes. So. So, and I think that's, that is good. Okay. I'm not going to deny that's not good. And I do the virtual church too, where I log in and watch a streaming service. And, you know, mm -hmm. Crystal, that's her big thing is she said, you know, even if you don't want to drive to the church, you know, at least log in and, and watch the service because right. then you can just focus on the sermon and, and then log off and, and you're good. And, and, you know, that's a good point. And here's the whole thing. And I will tell you this, folks, I am a firm believer. And I actually had a friend of mine who's a pastor who said the same thing. You don't have to go to church to have a relationship with God. Right. So there's one thing. But you need to have a relationship with God, and that's a little more challenging. If you go to the right church where you find the right crowd, you know, I think it's easier because you're surrounding yourself with other Christians for a day, and you're you're getting that interaction, and it and it really helps to hold you over for the week. Yeah. So you know, for me, it's easier because every one of my family is a Christian. So every time I get with together with family. It's we're all Christians, so it's you know we're, I'm, it's I'm surrounded by them, you know, so it's really easy. Um, you know, the church that I'm I've gone to a couple of times here in the last couple of weeks. Um, Shannon's the pastor, of course. He's the one that presided over Andrew's funeral. So right, yes, you know. Um, but my brother goes there, and his wife and their daughter. Um, my dad's aunt. So my grandmother's sister goes there, and her daughter goes there. So yeah, I mean it. There's I, there's quite a few people that go there that we've known for a long time. So you know it, it's 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 a little more interesting. They've been very nice. You know the it's a country church. It's it's out in Liberty. You know there's probably forty fifty people tops. Really, that small? Yeah, I thought a hundred, hundred and fifty. No, no, and it's and that's the beauty of it is is when you get to the situation like that, everybody knows everybody. Everybody has a lot of fun. Everybody is really engaged. They really care about each other, you know. And so, what was it? We just had a birthday party for my brother's daughter, and one, two, three, four, five, six, six people from the church were at there. So nice. yes, that's nice. Yeah, it that's is one of those. When after after the the master sermon or the or the deal's over, everybody's either standing around talking for another hour because everybody knows everybody. Exactly. How's it going with the such and such? Hey Jay, how's the job? What happened to the car? You know that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that that's the one nice thing, and I I, I enjoy that. Now I am going to um, go check out Crystal's church. It is a lot bigger. Um, when I say a lot, it's probably 3,000 people at one sermon. So, But the big difference is, is with 3,000 people, 
their children's department is really good. Their children's ministry is really good. good. And so, you know, that's kind of, and my aunt and uncle go to that church too. So um, there you go. Well, that helps. Yeah. But now they, I think, do a lot of online services, you know, because they're older. Right. Um, but yeah, before COVID, they used to go all the time. But now that, you know, COVID, but yeah, they, they go there too. So I have a history. I know the church. And so they've been going there for years. So it's not like it's anything. I have watched two of the sermons online from the church. Yeah. And, and I've liked the messages from the pastor. The pastor's got a good voice. He's really um, engaging, in my opinion. It's not like this droll kind of, you know. Um, He's one of those pastors that when he does his thing, he literally makes it sound like he's talking directly to you. Yes. or That's when you know they got skills is when they can tell a story and you feel it's all about you. And everybody in the room feels the exact same way. Yes. Yeah. So, but then, you know, the funny thing is, is one of the reasons I like Shannon's church is Shannon will be the first one to tell you he's not perfect. Um, And (laughs) he uses real life, his kids, his wife, you know, all in his stories as he's telling this stuff. And so, you know. (laughs) His wife ain't in the crowd throwing lettuce at him or something? um, Those silly stories? No, 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 no. She's not. So. Yeah, Funny. she's holding up that sign. What is it? The kiss sign. You ever heard of that one? No. Oh, my goodness. This is funny. This is funny. I'll, I'll tell you this. This is a great church joke, uh, Christian joke, church joke. So pastor's giving a sermon, and his wife's sitting down, and she holds up a sign. It says kiss. And he just kind of nods her off, and he keeps preaching. Another 10 minutes goes by, and she holds up her sign, kiss. And he's like, "What? why is she trying to get a kiss? We're, it's, we're in church. I'm giving a sermon. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's kind of nods her off and keeps preaching. And uh, she holds up a sign, a kiss again, and he's just kind of frustrated at this point. But, you know, he he wraps up his sermon, you know, does his thing. And then, you know, says goodbye to everyone. He goes up to his wife and he says, honey, why were you asking for a kiss in the middle of a sermon? She said, I wasn't asking for a kiss. I was trying to tell you, keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) Or keep it short, stupid, depending on how you want to look at it. I think it was keep That's it short. I, it was. That's I think it was keep. Lesson. I think it was keep it short. But keep you know, short. yeah, I think it was keep it short. Sorry, folks, I may have messed that one up. But it, it doesn't was, matter. Both of them are funny. Both of them are funny. But yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was funny. It was. But yeah, there you go. There's a nice little church joke. So keep it short, stupid. Anyway, <laughs> so. You're supposed to do a thirty minute sermon, and we're well into forty five minutes. Oh yeah. No, it, I don't know. Thirty minutes. Yeah. I'm just. I know, I know. It's it. It is funny though. So, but I will tell you, I, you know, yes, I've had my bad experiences. Nick has had his bad experiences. You know, just remember, folks. It's we're human. All of us are. You know, just because this church may not agree with you, somebody turns you off, doesn't mean they're all bad. You know, and and that's the only thing I I think I want to share you know, more than anything is we're all human. And so if you're standing at the church door and you're giving people crazy looks because of the way they look as they're walking in, you should be the one at the front altar asking for forgiveness because there, there's no reason you should be acting like that. Whenever you see me looking at somebody like that, it's because I'm jealous that I'm not dressed or acting the way they're acting. <laughs> you want to you want to dress better and act better? Well, you know, hey, you know, I know. If I'm, if I'm eyeballing somebody, it's because they really look good or they're really comfortable. In either way, I'm jealous. I know? know, I know. But you know, I I have been somewhere one time where I actually did get a weird look, like I didn't belong, and I'm like, okay, at what church should I not belong? You know, 
That's the, a good the, question. The church should be an open door to everyone. No matter what. Right. Because you know what? We're all sinners. We all need to be at church. Yes. So. Okay, folks, I'm going to get off my high horse about, you know. Well, the, you know, even with the bad experiences I have, and I have a couple more, but we probably won't go into them now. Hopefully this will spawn some email or something, and we'll do a sec- second segment on some other issues. Um, but it hasn't soured me on who I am, my Christianity, my belief in God and Jesus Christ. It hasn't soured any of that. It's completely separate. And I know that. Right. I was lucky enough, or God was lucky enough to give me the thought process to departmentalize the fact that these people were whatever they are, and I'm not even judging them. I just don't understand it. All actuality, the way I think, I'll bet you if I walked in there and all the deacons were there and I said, wait a minute, we're going to sit down because this is just a sheer lack of communication. Yeah. There's one thing missing and somebody spun it in their own mind and it just, it it's one of those things that trickles downhill. You know, any argument that you have with somebody, nobody ever goes all the way back to what started the argument. They're always arguing about what happened after the fact. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's the same principle. So I got no ill will against those people. I really did. I felt comfortable. I felt loved. I loved them. You know, I've gone there and, you know, painted the church and, you know, helped with those kinds of things. And, and it was great. You just didn't want to be hung out to dry. I wanted help. I wanted you to tell me, tell me, direct me, give me structure, give me discipline on what I need to do to help the church and how the help church is going to help me. Yeah, I mean they could have they could have easily like hey can can you help with this class and that way help. you can yeah and that way you can learn what how we do classes and maybe next year we might ask you to do a class. Even even one or two times sit in show me how you do it. Right. I'm smart enough to pick it up, and if I can't handle third graders with four boys, then I need to hang up my business, right? (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying. I had no idea how to start. Yeah, I know. I know. Where do you start? You don't just flip the Bible open and go, okay, we're going to start talking about Ecclesiastes. You're not going to do that. No, no. That's not how that works, especially at their mental level. Yeah. So it was, I was like, you know, I was anxious about the whole thing. How, if they would have walked me in and says, "Hey, we want to give you a little guidance because we're going to need you to teach our third grade," whole different aspect. Just like talking about the guy, how he came at you and said, "This is my place." Right. That's what they said. Go do it. Uh, you know. Yeah. And I panic, anxiety, freak out. You know. Right. Give me some structure. If they would have showed me one time. I probably wouldn't have been able to pull it off. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. I would have had a starting point to take that where, and of course, over that, if I would have got the starting point the next week, I would have taken it to the next level. And trust me when I say I would have talked to everybody like, hey, this is what we're talking about. What do you think? You know, hey, pastor, come here and give me some insight on this is what I'm thinking about. How should I do this? Or do you think it's a good idea? Or give me some ideas. Right. You know? Right but it didn't happen that way. And it's just all a lack of communication. Yeah, I will agree with that. So, I'll agree with that. And, you know, that's sometimes, I mean, we've said that. That's key in relationships, period. Not just yeah. relationships with your significant other, but relationships, period. Communication Co-work. is, yes. Family, just acquaintances. Yes, communication and is in your key. case, chicks you pick up in a bar what whatever <laughs> i'm just kidding I had to throw out some funny i, I know some funny. i know I, I don't think i've ever been to a bar that's why i'm saying that's what makes a joke funny okay i don't think you've ever been in a bar actually no i have been in a bar i forgot it's been a long time so but you and i have stood at the bar waiting for a table yes we actually said hey Let's go hit the club or let's go hit the, yeah, no. My aunt 
actually owned a bar. Oh, that's cheating. <laughs> you were probably 10 years old and sat in the corner over there. Exactly. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> Maybe that's a goal. Maybe I need to take you to a bar. Why, why do I need to go to a bar? I don't know. Scratch it off your bucket list. Don't you have a bucket list? Yeah, but a bar's not on it. <laughs> well, true. Okay. I mean, yeah, you no. know, it's, yeah, I have a million things on my bucket list, but yeah, that's not, that's not one of them. So, you Sitting know. Sitting on a bar stool on white sandy beaches when the sun's going down with anything you want to drink with a little umbrella in it. That's heaven. Okay, so a bar on the <laughs> I just beach. Turned this way away from religion. Sorry. Yeah, I know, no, no. A bar on the <laughs> beach. You know, I, I won't disagree with you there. Or like a, the bar, like beside the pool, on a yeah. on a cruise or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. It just be a normal drink. What? So anyway, but I'll you know, whether I was drunk or not. Yeah, whatever. Let's get back to religion. Yeah. How do we? <laughs> yeah, sorry. He needs oh, more of it, folks. In a way, <laughs> he needs more Jesus. Trust me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, but you know, the funny thing is, is you admit it. You know, you oh, yeah. do. Yeah. So I do too. I, I readily admit, I don't know everything. I mean, I really don't. We're sitting here talking about religion and I'm only speaking from my experiences and right. from my point of view, I'm not, I'm not speaking from God's point of view. I'm not, well, I mean, you know, God did say he is the only judge. So, I mean, that's pretty set in stone there. I mean, no offense, but. Um, You're just repeating. Yeah, that, that I'm just repeating. But, I mean, in general, though, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from my point. I'm not speaking for any other Christian and their their attitude and how they handle things. But I mean, it's, I think that's the hard part for, you know, for Christians in general is if you don't practice what you preach, I mean, and, but the problem is, is, you know, we also have to acknowledge to people that we're sinners too. Right. You know, and I know people don't necessarily want to hear that. It's uh, yes, I, I I'm a Christian, but I sin. I I'm not perfect. I I make mistakes, but that doesn't mean I don't strive to be better. I mean every every day. I mean, you said this podcast has been a therapy session, and you've been a per- person since this podcast started. Yes, that means you have a desire to be better every day. Yes. And so I do take a minute every single day to thank God that I'm standing. And that's the key point. Every single day. Good for you. I don't complain that, why are you doing this to me? You know, that kind of thing. I stop and take a minute to say, thank you. I'm standing. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. Sometimes we don't always understand, but. You know, it was interesting this past week, The Shannon had his uh, sermon, and it was about God's plan. And sometimes it's not always our plan, but we have to have faith that his plan, there's a reason for it. Yes. We may not always agree with it, but he does have a plan. You know, and so that's that's kind of what we have to look at. And so, you know, I actually like this past week's sermon. Shannon did a really great job of it. I will tell you, Gabe, who is 12, actually laughed through come apart parts of it um, because Shannon is very engaging. He makes jokes and he has a lot of fun. And it really, you know, but he, he speaks from the heart. And I, I think more than anything, that really resonates with me. Yeah, he's a great guy. I met him. Yeah, yeah. So um, other than that, folks, I don't have anything else I want to share. I'm sure we could go on and on about religion. I am not. Um, 
you know, a great, a great source. I, I do my best, you know, and if we, if, if we, if you want, we can have Shannon on the show. We can talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. You love him. He's awesome. He really is. is. And you know what? I'll, I'll talk to him and I'll see if he wants to come on the show and see if, you know, we tried to get him on during Christmas for a reason for the season. Scheduling just didn't happen. But, you know, it'd be kind of good. And so, you know, but we we do want to hear your feedback. You know, um, we know this isn't a popular subject, subject with a lot of people. But we felt the need to do it. And so, um, you know, for all you people out there, you know, I may not like you, but I do love you. There you go. And I love you too. <laughs> so, you know, but I mean, it, you're not going to get along with everyone. Come on. Let's just be honest. But doesn't mean you can't love them. Doesn't mean you can't keep striving to do so. Yeah. I do. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I anything you want to share last minute with the crowd? You know, any last minute uh, jokes? Any funny ones? Or is the KISS pretty good for you? That was that was good. Okay. I, I gotta remember that one. Okay. So I'm glad, man. <laughs> All those years of announcing ski shows, I probably should have had somebody in the audience doing that because I will go <laughs> off. If you've listened to the podcast enough, I can get on a rant where Jay's having to pull me back because yeah. I'll get to talking, man, and I can tell some stories now. Right. So I don't have anything else. Um, folks. We hope you enjoyed this one. You know, nobody's perfect, and we're all striving to be better, you know, if this world had a little more love. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a horrible political doctor joke. Oh, okay. Okay. This wasn't isn't bad. It's just, it's a political joke, and I thought it was funny because it was more of a a doctor joke. Um, what was it? Let me find it. I had it written down so I would say it correctly. Oh, my goodness. I can't find my phone. So you're not going to pull off names. This joke doesn't have names in it, does it? Oh, it does have names in it. Oh, no. What? You're bash another president. Yeah, I'm going to bash another president. But... Oh, no. Okay, here it goes. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to bring it up, folks. And... <laughs> Okay, Pull here we go. Here, here, I'm gonna bring it. I, I'm not even gonna tell it. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna just let you guys hear it. Oh my God! Did you hear they had to take Biden to the hospital this morning? Ooh. President Biden. Why? Because he couldn't stop Putin. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was my horrible joke of the day. There you go. If you didn't catch that, folks, that was really it has bad. Has to do with Russia. Yeah there, yeah, there you go. It took me a second. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't stop Putin. Because he couldn't stop Putin. Oh. <laughs> that was actually. That was you, I, don't know if, I, I don't know if I did it, but as soon as he said it, I went. <laughs> you know, that, that aha moment of, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. So you got to admit, I mean, just it, it, it's really, it's a funny one. Okay. So it's a really great doctor joke. I, I will tell you that. I mean, I know there's some people who are going to be offended because it's somewhat political, but I don't think it's political at all. I think it's just funny as hell. So that's an <laughs> SNL one right there. They could make an oh, SNL because, yeah, I literally do a, 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 you know, Biden goes into the doctor and, yeah, and it's like, what's wrong? You know, and hey, I can't stop Putin, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there I'm going to tell that one to my mother. There she'll you go. Love she'll love it. Okay, there you go. So no, it really is. You gotta admit that would be a great SNL skit. So you know, stop being politically correct, people. Anyway, anyway. So okay, I don't have anything else to share with you guys. There you go. There's my horrible joke of the day. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. Come on, I thought it was funny. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you take the politics out of it, it the joke was pretty funny. So right. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, love you, man. Love you, brother. So uh, I don't have anything else, folks. You know, of course, you know where to find us. You know, keep sharing us. Keep following us. Um, what else do we have? You know, just, uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll start releasing some um, 
you know, t-shirts and stuff and hats. There you go. There we go. Yeah. So time to start making some money. Whatever. So, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll buy a, a couple of logoed pieces and we'll give them away on some future shows. There you go. Uh, you know, now we can have some fun with it. Um, just a reminder, uh, we will be starting up the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention has yes. already started signups for next November's um, Out of the Darkness Walk to raise money for the foundation. So we will be putting out links there. Um, if you want to support the team, um, we are going to still, um, I don't know if we're going to call it Andrew's team or if we're going to call it JTOC team, but we're going to be doing, you know, raising money for the foundation on behalf of Andrew. Yep. So, you know, um, I think Abigail is already committed to the team. So we're kind of excited. Um, and we hope you guys will, um, you know, help us out and help the foundation out. Cause that's what this is about. Yep. Amen. Amen. So, um, I, I'm going to wrap it up here and folks keep listening, keep following and we're out.